if you were surrounded by people who could hear your thoughts mm. and you wanted to hide the fact that you're planning something, what would you think about maybe something a little more innocuous or inauspicious than just repeating your own name over and over yeah. again, establishing a pattern of behavior that you are hiding something? Well, first off, one year before that, I would establish the fact that I do wear a bucket. <laughs> Assuming then that all the thoughts would just ricochet off the inside of the bucket. And it's then... nothing to do with the thoughts. No. It's just... A, it's just a bucket choice, yeah. okay? I need you to respect this about me. Look, do you want to drill eye holes in it? No, I don't. I've made this choice, <laughs> and you'll you'll soon see you'll soon see why. And then they'll wait look, long enough for it to become, just, frankly, boring for everybody, including the listeners of this podcast. And then, look, you're not wearing the bucket yet, and I can plainly see the the, the noise around your head saying that it's, it is because of the noise that I want to wear this bucket. Yeah, and and then, but they'll they'll be like, yeah, well, look, fair enough. He's he's a weak boy. He's not an alpha like us. Um, and uh, just leave him to his bucket mouth. And then you walk around for a yeah. year With little thoughts of Oh I love this bucket I lo- really love my bucket and, and then when it's time to do a crime Or whatever it is that you uh, proposed At the beginning yeah, of this crime. question yeah. Um, yeah, doing a crime. Th- Then it would just be All, I'd be th- all I could be thinking about Was uh, bucket bucket I love this bucket But it wouldn't be out <laughs> of the ordinary Because I spent a year like, l- like Carboiding this thought Fuck this is good I love this bucket. <laughs> I love my bucket. <laughs> You'd have to do it during conversations with other people, though. Yes. You know, but, you know, especially when you're being interrogated to establish that this is just what you do. Okay, yeah. do you want do you want mayonnaise on that? I love this bucket. I love this bucket. Do you want mayonnaise with this? <laughs> bucket, bucket, bucket. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Why are you wearing the bucket if they can still hear you thinking bucket? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I imagine, I, I imagine, like, the thoughts would, they echo and, like, reverberate around the bucket and would spill out the bottom <laughs> so of it. you You've basically amplified yourself. Sort of, but it's like, it's it's like even if people think it's because of the thoughts and it doesn't work, then that's an extra win for me because they think I'm literally an idiot. <laughs> and that's all I ever wanted people to think. Yeah, and and really, all I've done is 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 focus my thoughts in a constructive way that will be more useful than the way I have to do it to pretend that I'm normal now. <laughs> and I think that's the real adventure at the heart of this story. Come with me. <laughs> a story of buckets. A legacy of buckets. noise i'm paul hewitt i'm love chores <laughs> we are just about to emerge gasping and screaming from the sludgy mire of 2021 yes, into the relative comfort of the recommendations month island mm. after a brief trip in the good ship great movie looking forward to that <laughs> but before we make, try and make sense of any of that that i just said <laughs> Phew. it's time for one last gulp yeah remember the metaphor familiar it's <laughs> doug lyman's dystopian action thing chaos walking yeah Whoa, whoa, stop! Don't come any closer. It's a girl. Girl, girl. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm sorry. No, Louise. Blonde hair. I've just never, never seen a girl before. Who are you? It's so loud here. We call it the noise. Happened to all the men on this planet. Every thought in our heads were on display. Starting life as a young adult novel called The Knife of Never Letting Go by Patrick Ness 
the first version of the script was actually developed by Charlie Kaufman. Interesting. That, yeah. And then he went on to write Being John Malkovich 2. <laughs> Being John went Malkovich. back and wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> Being John's Malkovich. <laughs> He then uh, he left the project, presumably just because it was too weird and depressing, what he produced. <laughs> and six people rewrote the script, including Ooh. Ness himself. All at once, hopefully. <laughs> they grabbed Give me that page. page. Each. <laughs> they were writing onto the same page together. It was very much like that book uh, by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> just absolute mess. Um, Robert Zemeckis was in talks to direct, but ah, dropped out. Okay. Uh, so, Bond Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and... Jumper and Edge of Tomorrow director Doug Lyman took the helm. Yeah, I saw his IMDb page uh, after watching this movie and went, oh, it's, it's varied in one way and in one way not. <laughs> yeah, in one way it's very, very consistent. Yeah, but in terms of quality, it's it's definitely... He's definitely it's stumbled onto a, a man good... on a trampoline. <laughs> Here and there. <laughs> yeah. A man with a paintbrush on a trampoline, just trying his best at the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> and there were bits pretty uncanny. Early on, when he had the energy. The yeah. film acquired extensive reshoots after poor test screenings, like all those classic movies where that worked great. Yep. <laughs> Never test screen. Fuck. Never Fuck test, test screen. screens. Like, just the only time you here. should invite people in for a test screening is when there's not a film in the room, but just a giant thresher. <laughs> Gotta wipe out anyone who would agree to this process. Yeah. What if Deadly Illusions had had a test screening? What would our feedback have been? Can you make it good? Make it crazier. Go back and make it. Use all of the takes you thought you shouldn't use. I need more. <laughs> need more yays. <laughs> Just constant. I need it constantly in the soundtrack. I need the. I need <laughs> drum and lace to accommodate it into the into the score. So we know that drum and lace are always turned on, which we knew already. Oh god, yeah. But you know, other people. This did delay the release because uh, Tom Holland was busy doing a Spider Guy. Oh, that's selfish. Daisy Ridley was filming Star Wars. A Star War. A Star Wars. She was being Ray Star Wars in the hit film Space Jam. <laughs> but critics reacted to the film like Snake! Uh, ah. Instant. Ah. Barry Hertz at the Globe and Mail said, For any filmmaker contemplating their own YA franchise, who doesn't at some yeah. point or another? We all, we all do. We all think, this is easy. <laughs> if you are doing that, Chaos Walking is an instructive anti manual. For the rest of us, it's just noise. I love an anti manual, Paul. Yeah. Are you sure we're following the instructions here? Yes. Look. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Why do they keep it in the box, Susan? I hate this new turn that Ikea have taken. Because <laughs> it's all in sweet. In there. You've just all the names are sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you've got to follow the pictures and hope that you're not following the anti-manual. Uh, Never right. If you're a true Never. workman, you would know, but obviously, <laughs> you know. Obviously, you're not. Not, not even betas. Don't know anything. Public, on the other hand, well, it has an Avenger in it, so... But also, yeah. it has a Star Wars from one of the cuck generations of films. Yeah. So, can't have everything. probably mixed results. You can't have everything. Uh, one of the people who couldn't have everything was Aditya Sayan. Oh, God. Uh, Adit- Aditya Sayan, I'm going to say, uh, on Google in her fi- his or her five-star review, uh, described it as a very great weekend journey, which will surely make an impact if you don't get your hopes so high and watch it simply as a movie. Okay, well, watch it as a movie, sage Paul. advice. Just watch it as a movie. You know, movies are shit. Yeah. Watch it like one of those. Oh, okay. I've been, I've been expecting it to, uh, cure, uh, to cure COVID and and also <laughs> balance the geopolitical chaos. It was just not a practical COVID measure. Unfortunately, no. we we've tried it. It was rolled out nationwide. Boris Johnson backed it very fully. We tried screaming our thoughts as if unbidden, uh, <laughs> and it has it didn't work. 
<laughs> Holy shit, is this whole thing a metaphor for Twitter? It might be. It Stick actually, around, folks. Yeah. As was foretold two episodes ago, dear sweet little gentle Tom Holland is already a three-man oh. at this tender time in his life when the lo- that when he's least able to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he was in Doolittle. Yeah. He wasn't the stick insect, was insect was he? He was a mouse or something. I don't even give a shit. Fucking rat. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> All right. That's a shame. I love that boy. I love that boy. He's a beautiful, sweet no. boy, and he's never been the worst thing in any of the movies he's done, so he's got a long way to go. He's just got to pick... I mean, do you even like one of them? I mean... <laughs> kind of we... like one of them. Well, yeah. yeah. It's true. I was, I was about to uh, invoke Vampire's Kiss, but there's probably not on that level. <laughs> yeah, let's not get carried away. <laughs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> do you quite like that film, though? Oh, I do quite like that film. Uh, this film has 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, 38% yeah. on Metacritic, and 58 on IMDb. Uh, it also apparently made $21 million on a $100 million budget, which is bad enough for us to be aware of it here in Hell Year, <laughs> where everything fails. This is a remarkable failure. Everything is bad and people are bad. Um, <laughs> including movies this. can't make money. Yeah. And yet this made especially less money than the movies that can't make money. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about, uh, about Cherry now, Paul. And uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Maybe, maybe, I'll just, uh, maybe I'll just shittily say something every time you say that he's a three-man. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to say it a lot, mate. Once somebody's a three-man, that's pretty much all I say about them for the rest of them. <laughs> The rest of the episode. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films a shit, mate. It's true. You, you've been, <laughs> you, you've been gunning for making me a three man for a long time. <laughs> you've been at least three of these episodes. I've yeah, gone well, back. Is, I've counted. This is the trick at home. Uh, the trick audience at home. He hasn't realised this yet, but I've <laughs> been. I've, I'm two hundred and twenty nine minimum. <laughs> Look, the thing is, you've just look. If you're listening, Nicholas Cage, you've got to become so ubiquitous that we don't notice you. <laughs> Try and appear in every movie we cover, and we'll just stop counting. It's, it's uh. worked for me. <laughs> so, Paul, you orphan runt. Uh, yes, I hate you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's one thing about chaos walking that made your shit red? Um, it's uh, the inner inner thoughts thing. What better than a voiceover? That, that's one, uh, that's for sure. It was an interesting way of building narration into the narrative. I, I hated it initially. And then um, <laughs> after about 10 minutes, I just got used to it. Twitter? What? Oh. Well, oh shit. Well, we've got a lot to talk about there. But yes, the premise of the movie is we're on a planet where yeah. all it's all men, uh, yeah. uh, or so it seems, in this village. And they can hear each other's thoughts and kind of see them projected see them, as yeah. a colourful noise projected around their heads. Yes, it's referred to as the noise. Yes. You gotta control your noise. Control your noise, Todd. I am Todd Hewitt. I am Todd Hewitt. I am Todd Hewitt. Think of something else. Think of something different. Think of bird. You are. Preacher. To dust return. Why is the preacher here? You don't even need a preacher. Nobody goes to church anymore. Judgment. Shit, he heard me. Some are better at controlling you than others. And. Yeah. Um, and Tom Holland's in it. Yeah, Three-Man Tom Holland is here. <laughs> and uh, he's here to tell us about how much he loves that knife. Love that knife. And also, <laughs> it appears that he's, this is his first day being telepathic because he kindly explains to us that other people can hear what he's thinking. And it's uh, also his first day on this planet because he gets to point out that, hey, as you know, all of the women are gone. Weak like a woman. Yeah, well, I wouldn't know. Never seen a real woman before. 
They're all gone. Hey, look, Paul, you and the, and the reviews are really revealing to me what a fucking mess my brain is. Um, <laughs> because it's pr- pretty much I, my thought pro, uh, pattern does mimic somebody who's having their first day on Earth. <laughs> Shit. You yeah, literally just go mad. Well, here I am, Paul Goodman, <laughs> waking up in my flat in Melbourne. And now I'm going to go. Sometimes, sometimes I have to say, hey, Paul. Remember, you're not in England anymore, and it's and it's okay. <laughs> and you stop screaming and put the knife down. <laughs> I love love that knife. <laughs> you fucking love that knife, dude. Um, but look, this is all happening on Tom Holland planet, three man Tom yeah. Holland planet, but up in space on a spaceship. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Let's get to know this seemingly much more advanced civilization and some of the characters, mm. and all dead. All dead, you say? All dead <laughs> to shreds, you say? <laughs> <laughs> Just a uh, Daisy Ridley survives. Yeah, against yeah. all odds. Tell us about Holland's hometown. Holland's hometown. It's a it's a bit of a, a rural analog nightmare um, where everyone's a man. <laughs> a little fucking slice of Americana. Yeah, and everyone is scared that uh, everyone else can read their thoughts and know that they're actually weak. It's a it's a it's a crazy foreign dystopia that we have <laughs> no relation to whatsoever. I can't um, relate to it. No, there's a there's a crazy priest played by um oh, oh, that fuck. Guy. David Olibweyu. Yes. Um, and there's uh the mayor Mads Mikkelsen, who's played by Mads Mikkelsen, and his <laughs> son, who's played by um one of the Jonas Brothers, and and he's angry <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, it's obvious reasons. We yeah. wouldn't be. I mean, just look at him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're they're all there. Yeah. There's basically every interaction they have um is. I can I can read your thoughts. Shit. I know you're weak. Yeah. I'm not weak. Look at this thought. <laughs> and then the mayor has to come in and say, come on, break it up, everyone. It's Shoveler Hewitt and his dumb dog. Thinks he's a man, but he's never killed a thing. I'm watching noise. Don't let him see that it hurts. I can hear everything you're thinking, you dumb shit. Jesus. Shit. The mayor. The mayor. The mayor. The mayor. Shit. I'm not weak. I'm thinking about a bear right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Wish I was, pretty good. Wish I could fuck that bear. Oh. <laughs> oh, you ruined it. Yeah. Shit. But um, yes, the, the plane crashes, and apparently it happened a while ago um, because she's managed to produce graves, or or mm. she's a really good digger. She could be a really good digger. You don't know what could you have to really learn on that good. spaceship that she was born on. <laughs> yes, having never interacted with her, she found it very intuitive. <laughs> oh, she's just a fucking Mary Sue. Yeah. She dig graves really well, suddenly. Oh, brilliant. Okay, well, what's uh. the point of you in having this story? She's already perfect. Um. <laughs> She she is pretty so, much perfect because she sees Tom Holland approaching um, a man and, mm. and runs and uh, yeah she's freaked out by the fact that she can see his thoughts which yeah. is not something that happened on the spaceship mm. but she ends up getting captured mm. uh, with the assistance of Tom Holland I think he helps S- them capture sort, her yeah kind, kind of. of accidentally yeah whoops so she gets interviewed by Mads Mikkelsen Mayor Mads Mikkelsen yeah. Um, who has some questions and some things to explain, which probably is where we should have been learning about this rather than Tom Holland thinking it earlier, but never mind. Um, Analogues, who needs them? (laughs) Yeah, he asks her a question and then she just kind of sits there quietly and he says, You'll have to actually speak. The knife didn't affect the women, remember? Can hear your thoughts. Yeah, I was just pausing meaningfully. (laughs) Oh, okay, sorry. I'm really, really not used to not being able to see what people are thinking. Yeah, we genuinely n- never had this before. Not for a while, anyway. Not since. <laughs> we haven't had well. an awkward silence in literally decades. Because, <laughs> yeah, because all the, all the women are gone. The, the aliens on this planet killed them all. They round, rounded them oh, up and no. killed them. Oh, uh... no. Yes, the evil pla- um, aliens, the spackle. 
but yeah mm. it was a disgruntled uh, decorator who wrote this <laughs> disgruntled ya author <laughs> the e- evil remains of the terrible ron seal empire and their stupid bullshit <gasps> prizes this was a, a ya novel that was originally a kid's novel <laughs> he changed everything except for that um but anyway that they are super dangerous don't worry about them though. oh yeah we are not gonna round that up nicely no, in um, fact, we can save that for the sequel. We're probably definitely going to get. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, where's the mayor's son? We haven't seen him since the beginning. Here I am, says Nick Jonas. Let me try and. <laughs> I don't know. Like. Oh yes. Whatever YA coding is for for raping Daisy Ridley, I guess. Like or trying to. Oh, he's going to hassle her a bit. Yeah. I think that's that's what you get. He's going to push her around until she cries. Yeah. But he sets off one of her gizmos. Matt Mickelson has gone off yeah. to look for something and um. <laughs> whatever. And he sets off one of the he gizmos. He left the oven on. Yeah, and it blows some holes in the fucking hut. And uh, yeah, Nick she Jones away. is crying, uh, which is more than Matt Mickelson can take. But rather than thrash yeah. the boy in front of everybody like he should. He um, decides yeah. to help, like, get his help hunting this girl down. Yeah, mm-hmm. not after, not before. He explains his scheme a bit for the benefit of anyone who might be listening in, yeah. which is a Daisy Ridley in this instance. Yeah. He explains that, luckily for all of us, Earth is sending its biggest ship yeah. over to this planet with all of its crew in hypersleep, and also the keys are in the ignition and the doors yeah. are unlocked. So <laughs> the pun- we've got to get that the thing. The password is one, two, three, four. Which... <laughs> It's always has Which been. Which is the president's birthday, weirdly. Coincidentally. It's like two reasons why they shouldn't have had that as a passcode. But they what, did. Pres- president password? <laughs> president password one exclamation mark. And uh, yeah, well, he has yeah. to explain it, Paul, because he he doesn't ever, he controls his noise. He doesn't ever let his thoughts yeah. uh, appear. Yeah. Uh, unless he can yeah. uh, mind control people. Just about, and yeah. summon up like obstacles and stuff that are made out yeah. of thoughts and dreams. I mean, po- so- that's populism. <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, she runs away. They hide her in the barn. That's Tom Holland and his two dads. Yeah. Um, they hide her in the barn, but then Mads Mikkelsen shows up, and Tom Holland can't help but think about the barn and also the word barn really loudly yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. And so there's a scuffle. Daisy Ridley gets away on a bike that's just about slower than a horse. Yeah. And one of dad's one of Tom's dads gets shot. Yeah. And basically it ends up with Mads Mickelson and crew, including Tom Holland's other dad, uh hunting yeah. after them whilst they're travelling through the woods on foot. Yeah. In order to get to a, a place where she can be safe. Far branch. And where she hopes Far Branch, and where she hopes that she'll be able to send a message of warning to the ship where everybody's asleep. Yes. There's probably one person there, like a janitor, Mike. <laughs> who, who's it's probably um, routinely Michael sees, Fassbender. Yeah, <laughs> routinely sees the, the voicemail message, deletes it, and then <laughs> I'll check again tomorrow. Not my problem. Um, if, it, if it's important, they'll call a 59th time. A lot of things happen here. The dads tell Tom Holland that he has to go to Far Branch. They, a, a horse dies. No. Yeah, I know. This is the, the YA. Yeah. It, it covers some tricky stuff. Yeah. But yeah, now now they're now they're off on on foot. They are off on foot and. They have some awkward interactions, and as much as Tom Holland can't stop thinking about her and how great she is. Yeah. And that's um, a difficult thing for her to get used to. Not too difficult, though. She mostly just ignores it. Yeah. Took 64 years to get from Earth to here. I mean, you don't look 64 years old. Yellow hair. Pretty. Really pretty. Please ignore that. You'd, ha- you'd have to. You'd, you would fucking have to, but not when he imagines them having a big old snog, and uh, which causes her to get very upset, so he, she... He goes off to fall asleep and have a luckily very wholesome dream about <laughs> yeah. her playing with his dog. Could have fucking been anything, mate. It could have been fucking wild. If, if you <laughs> leave it a minute longer, he'd start fucking the dog. It would have Daisy Ridley's <laughs> face and then it would be his dad. 
Look, I need you to understand a guy called Freud, okay? If you're going to go just seeing everybody's thoughts. <laughs> go on, he could have been God in this world. So, yeah, they, they, they fight an alien and then they get to run, to fucking fast, Farscape, or whatever it was called. Straight to Farscape Ranch. Straight to Farscape. And we explore the full horror of what if the southern United States had colonized space. Yeah. <laughs> scratchy fiddles heard throughout the universe. Don't take too kindly to Jupiter Station folks around here. Yeah, it's awful. It is, it is really... Yeah. It's really bollocks, isn't it? But there are women here, and there's a woman sheriff, <gasps> um, so it's a crazy future. Yeah. And um, but here Tom Holland learns that in fact, yeah, all the women's of his original of his settlement, every women's, kill- every women's were killed by the men's, um, <laughs> they because because um, su- surprisingly, the men didn't like the fact that the women could hear their thoughts, and um, even more surprisingly. They got angry about yeah, it. Yeah, and eventually decided to kill all the women. I wonder what yeah. the timeline of that was. Monday I'd, to Tuesday. I can only imagine if women were forced to listen to all male thoughts around them all the time, it would just eventually be a mass suicide. You think that would just be the twist? It was actually that it was suicide <laughs> and the men couldn't face up to the shame, so they I pretended they killed I them. I can't hear the fucking Smash of the Day theme song again. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even I don't want to hear it either, okay? <laughs> I just keep thinking about football. I miss it, all right? Giggsy, giggsy wigsy, all the rest. Old Linners and his crisps, miss it. So look, Mickelson says a line that could really have done with one more take to the preacher. This judgment of yours doesn't kill all of us and spare only you. There is tension growing between Mickelson and Preacher because Preacher's a bit of a mental. Mm. Yeah. He's a proper mental. He's a proper mental compared to all the other mental people in this little society. Yeah. Um, there's a standoff between the people of Far Branch and, um, shit, I went for funny and I think I just got quite close to what it actually is. Um, oh. shit. It's, it was, it's Prentice Town, isn't it? That's the name yeah. of the Yeah, Mickelson Village. Mickelson Village, yeah. Mickelville. Mickleville. Mickleville. <laughs> Pretty good. Maz Mickleville shows up and there's a tense standoff and then some dude gets exploded. Holy yeah. shit, let's not use that thing again. Yeah, please, that'll, that'll ruin everything. The plot. <laughs> One of the people of Farscape, uh, Ewan McGregor, yeah. decides that he's going to try and trick Daisy Star Wars into um, uh, giving herself up. But he just can't f- resist thinking about how betraying her is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Billy sent me. I'll get the girl. And so she off screen overpowers him and takes his gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom- she figures it yeah, out. She, she got there. She's fine. She's had, she's had proper training. She, she didn't waste her time learning yeah. how to dig graves. She knew that already. She's not an idiot. <laughs> uh, she knew that would come naturally and perfectly. Yeah. Anyway, time uh, for them to escape. They they almost do, and then they're surrounded in the barn. And then um, Ben, I think, yes. is his... Um, his Tom his Holland's husband. surviving dad, yeah, yeah gets sent Uncle in. Ben. Uh, well, yeah, Daddy but ben. unfortunately, um, Peter, uh, Threeman, uh, Peter Spider-Man knows the truth now, mm. uh, which is that they got rid of the women because they were awful and they hated them. Yeah. And so he decides to make the ultimate sacrifice and Luke Skywalker everyone a bit. Yeah. Our fans are going to hate that. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> they make a projection of um, Ridley in order to distract projection. everyone. Yeah. And, astral uh, projection. And it falls Mads Mickleville. And uh, he says, do you know who I am? Yeah. I'm Mads fucking Mickleville, mate. Um, <laughs> and, um, Is that who you are? Are you sure, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, they, they, that's that done. They, they continue running to Haven. Oh, but look, Preacher. Preacher has brought a horse to a boat fight, but it gets he gets on pretty well. He's able to kill Baxter the dog. Yeah. yeah. Because it was a sinner, I guess. I, I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah. He's a pretty fucked up dude. Probably. Yeah. Um, they find the remains of the proposed Ogdenville monorail, <laughs> and so um, camp out there for a bit and have some 
character moments. They think about the dog. Yeah. Um, and decide that they can follow it to Haven, where she'll find the ancient Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got the the dongle MacGuffin. Um, <laughs> yeah. close to his chest, which means his balls. And uh, yeah, they 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 stumble across they stumble across a fucking wreckage of a ship without the use of a. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, without the fucking modern, you know, wayfinders these days. Kids today couldn't find a fucking ancient ship. They couldn't if find. They had to. Couldn't find an ancient ship unless they were given uh, the means to locate a knife that showed them the exact spot of it. Unless it didn't sink any further into the <laughs> ground. You know, kids back then they had Moxie. <laughs> they had Moxie. They had yeah, absolutely. River Phoenix would have found this shit the old-fashioned way. Oh fuck yeah! Don't know. I don't get that reference. <laughs> don't you worry about it, mate. Um, Sweet. Yeah, so they, they split up, mm. and Daisy Star Wars gets attacked by the Preacher. Uh, and she actually finds a way to set fire to him, and this could be really, actually quite confrontationally unpleasant, because I assume, because I don't really know her. But, mm. you know, in any case, anyone setting fire to a guy and then being able to hear and see his dying thoughts as he burns to death is going to be pretty disturbing. Oh, he wanted to be set on fire. Yeah. He loves it. Well. Okay. I mean, some people do, Paul. You're telling me that this guy didn't? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know about him. I don't know this guy. I don't know about any of these people. What is this? Meanwhile, Tom Holland is facing his nemesis because Mads Mikkelsenville is here with his many, many men. Yeah. So he sends them off. Yeah. To go. To Mo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, think about how much they love mowing. Oh god! But now Tom Tom Holland Spider Man Three Man is uh, fighting a guy who has a very powerful noise abilities. This should be a very unusual and interesting brawl in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> he does Loki him a couple of times by making an astral projection. He charges at. Yep. Uh, but then Tom Holland Three Man he summons his dead mum, which makes Mads forget how this thing he's really good at works. Yeah. Well, because he's he, this, oh, this is a secret. His, his secret <laughs> to, where we're going to finally reveal what you are and I and I tense up because I think when was this book written no this is a recent book this isn't going to be really dated oh you're a, cow- a coward okay phew phew thank Christ thank Christ it wasn't anything anything really really uncool <laughs> like if this was a film made in the 90s it would have been you're gay and everybody would have had oh, like right. proper, you know, proper panic. <laughs> but no, it thank- definitely happened as recently as the nineties. I could have, we could have, you could have seen that in the noughties. Oh, you definitely would. But no, definitely he would. he's a coward, and that makes him Shit. forget about his thought power. Yeah. Now everyone knows that he's a coward. Well, Tom Holland yeah. knows that he's a coward. Well, you knew that anyway. And Daisy Ridley kills her fucking second person by shoving him off a bridge. Yeah, that's yeah. what you learn in space pool. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> You're in already space. a god. In space, no one can hear you murder. <laughs> Not if you do it in space. Many, many years, months, weeks later, uh, Tom Holland's fine. He's recovered. And now there's another colony on this planet. Great. The end. Yeah. Rather suddenly. Will, will the men be okay with women hearing, seeing their thoughts again? Probably. Ah, they'll work it out. <laughs> Paul, yeah. what did you think of Chaos Walking? Well, Paul, yeah, as I, as I hinted at earlier, I read uh-huh. the... Uh, Went uh, watching this film within there was half an hour to go, and I said to Nell, "I don't quite understand why this is this poorly reviewed. Maybe mm. there'll be something in the ending. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And in the ending, I, I kind of lost interest and went, yeah, they 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 you know lost focus a little bit yeah. by making it just about a fight between Tom Holland and Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. But I then it ended, I'm... and I went, go on. 
Oh, I'd just say, I, I think that might be where most of the reshoots happened, is that ending. Yeah. Which is a shame. Uh, yeah. Because I was, I was relatively on board. And, uh, and then that yeah. finished. And I went, huh, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not annoyed. I really <laughs> liked Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought this was kind of fun, you know, in, in a YA sort of way. And then I went and read the reviews and went, oh, am I an idiot? <laughs> oh, am I just a twat? Because uh, everyone was really scathing about this. Yeah. Yes, which is disappointing. I would say I, I can review this, you know, as usual, we're reviewing this in two ways. As a bad movie, it's disappointing because it's middling. With mm. scores that bad and reviews that scathing, I was really hoping for something, you know, in general, in fact, our foray into the supposed worst films of 2021, I was really hoping we'd get like the next Battlefield Earth or something. You know, yeah. and Deadly Illusions was a bit, but it wasn't even as fun as, you know, similar movies no. we've covered before. This, Carol's Walking, it's not terrible or so bad it's good. No. So as a bad movie, it's a letdown. It's, there's nothing eccentric or bizarrely inexplicable or, yeah. you know, it's, it's a little awkwardly editing, uh, edited, structurally speaking. Um, yeah. You know, and there's some stuff going on with the ending, but I'll, it's not... I'll the- edit editing and edited together to make the word edited. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but this isn't, this isn't The Snowman. You know, it's not a complete no. mess. No, so, it's not Doolittle. <laughs> exactly. It's not clearly thrown together out of a grab bag of assorted shit. Someone's dreams. Yeah. What would you say? Like a 5 out of 10? 2.5 out of 5? Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Because it's a good movie. It has a good premise, of course, that it's inherited yeah. from the books. But the mind it's a reading... novel. Yeah. <laughs> but the mind reading thing is mostly used for mildly comedic beats or exposition. I did got a, I got a lot of male shame and, uh, like parallels with male mental health in there from from the thoughts and i did find it strangely parallel to to the the horrible like erroneous erratic way my own brain works Mm. it was something no it's not something that every character struggled with a lot of people seem to be okay with controlling their thoughts yeah and Um, it didn't lead to that much tension between the two except that occasionally you know he had romantic overtures to her that she didn't really reciprocate initially which is very old you know old-fashioned yeah. character dynamic there there wasn't yeah. much in the way of there's all sorts of things you could do there in terms of differing psychologies that they might have and the insecurities yeah. that he might feel from not knowing what she's thinking at any given time but i mean he did he did they did do that he had uh, plenty of moments where he was yeah. freaking out about that yeah um can you give an example so when i can't remember the suggestion he makes but she you know she responds she sort of naysays it and he's walking off in his head. He's catastrophizing what she thinks about her by saying, you're an, you're an idiot, Pete, or whatever his name is. Um, oh, yeah. And he says, I didn't think and, that. Yeah. And, and there are other things as well. And they do. They, they address quite on the nose um, how weird he feels about mm. not knowing what she thinks. He's like, oh. I didn't ask for any of this, just so you know. I didn't say you did. Yeah, but your noise said it. What, my noise? Yeah. It's strange to see everything you're thinking. You know, it was strange for me, too, not knowing what's going on in your head. Not knowing what you're thinking. I mean, I don't know, you might not like my dog, or you want to hit me over the head with a rock or something. Um, it's there. I, I think it might have been a, a good opportunity to have another man there, because the men, like, like more focus on a, like a second guy, just to show maybe a difference in the thought patterns, not just have Mads Mikkelsen as the big bad who didn't mm. show his noise. Um, I, I, I felt... I felt Peter Parker's unease really strongly. Okay. And it was, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely resonates. I okay. Felt anyway. 
Oh, well, that's good. I, I feel like I didn't feel that it led to any real drama between them. You know, it gets sure. referenced a few times, and yes, there's yeah, you know, yeah, true. There are moments, but it didn't really necessarily shape the plot yeah. once they're together. They got a story to together. tell. <laughs> well, indeed, yeah, and they yeah. do feel a bit swept along in it. Um, yeah. And although I do like our two leads, um, I didn't get a huge amount of their ca- uh, charisma or chemistry from this. Yeah. Um, in terms of their relationship together, I, I like. No. I like the world. I like the idea of this repic, uh, repic, rugged kind of um, epic Western feel. Yeah. Uh, mm. With Hunger Games uh, style hints and awesome mm. technology, Hunger Games I think was quite important for the the look mm. of this film um, in terms of you know the District Twelve and how the set the capital yeah, sure. looks. You know, it's quite aesthetically important as a reference. I don't know. It just it, it sets itself up like the Defiant Ones. You know, two people lost in the wilderness mm. with only each other, and they're not getting along very well, so they have to overcome their differences to survive. But it yeah. just felt a little insubstantial um, to me. Yeah, sure. It it probably needed a bit less a bit less plot and a bit more sure. character. Um or yeah. it needed to be twenty minutes longer. Yes, I mean it is very short. Um well fairly yeah. short anyway. Um what, hour yeah. fifty? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I'd have liked more character moments, certainly. Yeah. And the movie does also have quite a few dropped plot threads, which even by the standards of the first instalment of a trilogy should have had more closure. You know, mm. we don't see the aliens or the mayor's son in the final two thirds of the movie, in spite of the fact they are set up as fairly important antagonists. The last we see of the aliens, Tom Holland's having a fight with one, and Daisy Ridley yeah. screams at him to stop, and he stops, and the alien sort of gets yeah. up, looks at him, and then runs away, which was yeah. interesting because yeah. I assume that's something that's explored really thoroughly in Patrick Ness's trilogy or whatever. In the fir- I read the uh, plot summary of the first book, which did oh, flow good. a lot more naturally. There's better continuity in terms of the character's experience. Yeah. For example, there's something special about this guy. He discovers something, has to flee the town pursued by bad guy, and then he bumps into a mysterious girl. Uh, so okay. there's a good escalation in terms of his experience, and it's, it is darker as well. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it basically ends with our heroes surrendering to the mayor. So, uh, you know, it ends on a really okay. dark note. And he does kill the alien, um, partially as a result of his guilt for having not killed a member of the village earlier. He's feeling like his masculinity uh, is under question. And so he kills the okay. alien and then feels very guilty about it. So, yeah, there's def- it, there's interesting stuff going on there. Is is this film just the first book or is it the whole trilogy? It's just the first book from what I can okay. see. I wondered if they'd squeezed all three stories into <laughs> one movie because it kind of felt like that. Yeah, it has a um, last airbender feel to it in that respect. Yeah. Um, not that bad, Jesus. I think in, in Tom Hardy and Daisy Ridley's defense, they were mm. um, individually charming, and it kind of, there's like a Venn diagram there of, of their charms overlapping to form yeah. like a base chemistry, which they, <laughs> they didn't really have an opportunity to to show, I guess. No, what's um, an interesting like dynamic. between the two of them. It's yeah. an interesting dynamic, but not actually that unique, really, if you think about it. Yeah. Because, you know, we always have in these movies a main character who we get to see more of their internal process than the other. It's just an yeah. interesting aspect that the other character can hear that in a yeah. monologue as well. You know, yeah. there's stuff that could be done there. I just feel like it was underutilized, especially in the climax. Yeah, the climax is really. Um, it was the only time that I actually felt that cringy sense of, oh no, they're really just over explaining and rushing all of this. Yeah. Um. It, and it felt very, it was very dissatisfying, very unsatisfying. Yeah. I think. Um. Whereas yeah. everything else felt quite, n- like natural for me, and and felt you know like I was having a good enough time. The end, um, was really weightless. Yeah. 
So let's pivot around. Let's think about... Okay, so it is certainly unique. It's a unique world. Um, I feel like it could have done with being its own thing a bit more and le- leaning mm. less heavily on the sort of established YA, you know, kind of yeah. pre-existing properties and spent more time developing its characters. But yeah. what is there, as you as you you correctly identify, is there are good elements there. There's good bones, I think, in terms of the story it's telling mm. yeah. and good opportunities that I feel like they could have capitalized on if they'd been a bit more adventurous. So I guess yeah. the lesson of Chaos Walking is... St- if you've got your premise, really lean into it. Like, if your premise yeah. is everybody can hear each other's thoughts, this needs to be the main thing that you're going to develop and think about throughout this entire yeah. movie. They got, they got you really got to play there. with it. They got, they got halfway, and that's not bad. Better than Doolittle. <laughs> it's better than Doolittle, which I had no idea what premise. Okay, let's uh, let's quick fire. Quick fire. I enjoyed the visualization of the noise. It's a pretty constant yeah. presence in the movie, so it needs to be good. But this weird kind of greeny, purpley mist around everybody's yeah. heads that sort of amplifies as they're talking and can form shapes yeah. and images. That was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. To begin with, I thought, oh, this is overbearing. And then I realized that that's just how a lot of that's, you know, un- how un- unbidden that's how thought works. It's usually unbidden. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. And you just sort of have to get used to it like everybody else. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well, spe- speaking of uh, the first interaction Tom Holland has with the priest character, um, who I liked in general. I thought David mm. Ollie, where you Ollie, mm. yeah, were, yeah. was giving it both barrels. And uh, actually, you know, later on, he's he's obviously he has PTSD and mm. he's really suffering with his own guilt. And it's and yeah. and after eventually, once I realised that, he's quite a tragic character. But anyway, yeah. they have a um, interaction at the beginning where he's trying yeah. to get Tom Holland to like to you know be a man, just to yeah. just to not have to like hide his thoughts and things yeah. and. He, he he doesn't. He just sort of tries yeah. to get out of this confrontation alive. And yeah. uh, just before the priest leaves, he thinks the word weak, but he you know, thinks it on purpose so Tom Holland yeah. can see it uh, yeah. when he's been struggling so much with his own thoughts. And that was an effective uh, yeah. diss. Weak. Weak. Ooh, was a diss. Oh. Dissed you, mate. What are you going to do about it, Spider-Man? Not much. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nice. It's going to depend Tom. on... Going to depend on his girlfriend, Daisy Star Wars, to come save him. Yeah. I like the quote at the opening, which explains mm. the title of the film. I thought that was good. Mm. The idea of, yeah, if, if you could see each other's thoughts, then essentially you would just be walking around without a filter, and a person, a man without a filter is just chaos walking. Yeah. That was, yeah, I like that. I think that's from the book. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Daisy Ridley just floating through a spaceship in space. Yes. It's really fun. I like yes. that. Yes. The freedom, I guess. The zero G effects looked really good when it was quiet. Once it started to yeah. crash and things needed to move quickly, I thought the CGI got a bit worse. Um, yes. But I liked the drifting. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of special effects, really good looking asteroid belt at the beginning with Beltrami's music. I thought that mm. was uh, a good combination there. enjoyed that when they were crashing through the um ozone layer of this planet there's you know loud space crashing and then it cuts to a distant mm. uh like silent shot of the capsule sailing to ground yeah through the sky which is really nice yeah oh come on i love Mag- mads mickelson's outfit that was my next one yep come on now he's like a he's a little gentleman of the west <laughs> yeah 
got a big old fur thing across his shoulders. Uh, yeah. Nell looked at it for a second and went, it's like something ate him and he cut his way out of the middle of it. <laughs> but only halfway and then stopped. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's better than anything I've ever thought or observed. Um, I think she should be on this show. She should definitely be on the show, replacing both of us. Yeah. yeah. Suddenly, ABC funding. <laughs> Tom Holland's BFI, on it. BFI as well. She's interviewing Tom Holland. It's it's a living nightmare for us. Can you imagine what would happen if someone hosted this? Like, not 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 just hosting. Because I don't want to put this all on you, but um, if if <laughs> someone replaced us and then suddenly the podcast had human warmth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would cast someone based I mean, entirely on their inability to deliver that book. <laughs> so no, it wouldn't be ideal. No, okay. I, want, I want a cold, indifferent robot like us. <laughs> it's just us. <laughs> um, We are just robot analogs of each other. Analogs. <laughs> each. Digitogs. <laughs> the twist yeah. is they're both the clone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of each other. Yeah, but who was... For... Mm, never mind. No, you don't get it. There's... It's like chicken and egg, mate. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no pain, no gain. Uh, <laughs> look, I I have a billion uh, points of Tom Holland's thought that I found really okay. funny, or or just adoring, adorable. I think he said Space Girl once when yeah, he realized Space that Girl she was is a girl. one of mine. Holy shit, it's a girl. Space Girl. Yeah, that was cute. When he when he went into the um the room and saw her bag, he, he went, oh, space bag. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the other one I've got here, and I, there are plenty of others, but this is all part of the same point for some reason. Some, he's trying to hide the fact she's in the barn, I think, and he's like, oh, think about yeah. something else. Control your noise. Control your noise. Think of something different. Chores. My chores. I do my chores. I love my chores. And it's yeah. just the line, I love my chores, which yeah. quite tickled me. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. Tom Holland. I initially, I wrote this note, but now I can't think of what it applied to. Okay. I wrote, even though everybody can hear each other's thoughts, there's an etiquette. Now, I don't know what made me think that. Maybe I was noticing that people were frequently ignoring each other's stuff. Like maybe mm. there's, yep. oh no, maybe it's at the dinner scene where he sat with his two dads mm. and there's still a sort of code of conduct. Even though people can hear yep. each other and see the awful things they're thinking, you're expected to ignore it because you accept that we can't all help the things we think. Yeah, it could be know. that. Another line... Could I contact my ship there? I need to warn them. Yeah. I have no idea. Shut up, Todd. Shut up, Todd. <laughs> um, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll reverb <laughs> what is the thought. Yeah. <laughs> to make it clear. Yeah. <laughs> I could just sample the actual thing. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> that would also work. Oh. Well, I guess. That's the way you want to live your life. Crushes my dreams. Oh, it's pretty cool. The shot... Where she's riding off on a bike. A very, very slow bike. Um... And then she drives it off a mm. cliff. And before we cut to a wide, we're just in POV, mm. sort of seeing over the handlebars as suddenly we're over yeah. a cliff and now soaring through the air. And that was pretty effective mm. and quite cool before we cut to a CGI replica of Daisy Ridley crashing into the earth. But up until then, yeah. It was a Nightmare cool on Elm Street dummy of Daisy Ridley. <laughs> An awkward shot mannequin yeah. they've not disguised <laughs> at all that they've chucked over a head. see the arms throwing it. <laughs> Uh, I think we're in tandem, really, in in terms of uh, where we are in the plot. Because my next one was oh, the shit. the dying horse was really sad. The horse breaks Aww. his leg when it um after it goes down the hill, and it's just whinnying in yeah. pain, and it's it's awful. Yeah, it's it really sad. sad. Yeah. Well, shortly after that, I think it's a good conceit to keep them together. The idea that Tom Holland has a map to where they're going, mm. but it's in his head. Yeah. And also a kind of insight into the idea that because everybody reads each other's thoughts, nobody needs to know how to read and write. Yes. Um, or draw anything because, you know, thoughts are also... Although that doesn't quite track because 
you can see each other's thoughts. It doesn't. Does that mean everybody now has a photographic memory because you can just look at your own thought and be reminded no, of it? No, I, I, I doubt that. But um, I maybe he did have a photographic memory, and it's just that that was maybe. that was fortunate. Because yeah, <laughs> I'd, I, up. I'd yeah. be a mess. It would just be like a, a blob with the name with Far Branch in the <laughs> middle of it. Another opportunity of bad memories. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That could have explored that. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, been so horribly real for me. Um, but the I also took it uh, the lack of literacy um, in kids of Prentice Town just another mm. another sign of like populism having taken hold and uh, <laughs> another sign of the Mickleville because he does he burns all the books doesn't he so it's it's like oh, a yeah. populist leader who's withholding knowledge at this point in the film I then think back to oh were we meant to assume that the Tom Holland's two dads were now an item or were they just Ooh. they were just living together because it was con- convenient. Because if, if so, you know, sad, points for unconventional. Yeah, sure. Gotta love that. Yeah. Gotta love that some couples formed up. Yeah. But I mean, again, make it implicit. Don't just send out a tweet afterwards to say that they're together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> I want to kiss. I want to kiss in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Now, Disney. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you a lesbian kiss at the, at the end of one of the movies. How's that? Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> everyone loves lesbians already. <laughs> they're very popular everywhere now. <laughs> Studies prove this. Come on. Um, I found that the gender commentary was quite interesting, even if it did play into cliche a little bit. Yeah. You know, the idea that men are very transparent. Yeah. You can read them like a book just from looking at them. Women are mysterious and moody, and you don't, you never know what they're thinking. Mm. You know, lends its way into cliche. But it's still an interesting idea yeah. of just... If it were more arbitrary, if it was more just a sense of, oh, give half of this population this gift and the other half not, you know, that would be... Mm. You know, it'd be interesting to see the chaos that that kind of uh, sowed. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was still interesting to sort of split it along gender lines. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I would just love more more exploration. More exploration. The, uh, there's a moment when he goes to hunt for some food, and uh, mm. he being Tom Holland, and um, they just she's on the ground on the side of this lake, and uh, mm. from like we see her and Tom Holland kind of in, in the foreground, like almost off screen. And he just suddenly mm. strips naked to get into the the water, and I guess it's oh just, yeah, you know, no modesty, yeah, yeah, no modesty. And her face, like, which is <laughs> at first shock and uh, uh, like morbid embarrassment, and then thinly veiled amusement of him doing this. It's a really nice right. progression. Oh, that's good. Of expression. That's cool. <laughs> progression of expression. I love it's, it. It's that that's your new, new album, album that you stole from Brian Eno. I just stole all the sounds and renamed, renamed it. <laughs> you caught him in a bowl when he was in his studio and took him. <laughs> Come back here, Paul, with my sounds. That's how Brian Eno sounds. <laughs> that's how he sounds. <laughs> oh, God. That's, and he performs lyrics in all of his videos, but it's not always... Videos, that's what he makes. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, anyway, I really like Daisy Ridley's outfit, but mm. I'm not entirely sure of where it was supposed to have come from. She's in a kind of Lilu from the Fifth Element style mm. um, experimental gear. Series of white straps across her boobs and bum. <laughs> there is that. But also just very oddly coloured stuff that doesn't look like spacefaring gear. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, but it was quite... It was very YA. Mm. I could see it lending itself to um, uh, cosplayers. Fan art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, the same thing of him hunting this alien thing. I like the f- oh, yeah. like the far-off shots of him rising out of the water and punching this mega squid. Um mm. The obviously it was a CGI thing, but the the distance, yeah. him off in the distance, quite quietly, like yeah. being thrust out of the water as he's punching oh, his thing yeah, for yeah. dear life. A nice yeah. little contrast. Yes, it was fairly comic. Yeah. Um, 
right after Baxter the dog dies, mm. I like the idea of uh, grieving memories being physical mm. that you can look at. But I would have liked more intrusive thoughts in that moment. Mm. Like maybe now he's really struggling to separate his memories of his dog from the image of it having been killed. Yeah. You know, that that could have been really interesting and just more sort of unwelcome thoughts coming into yeah. mind. Uh, I, been interesting. I, I thought you were going to say to be interspersed with him having sex with Daisy Ridley. <laughs> I still can't stop fucking thinking about it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, God. What, is this why everyone hates me? <laughs> Nobody said that. They did. You stupid, stupid idiot. <laughs> See, that's another thing is, yeah, I, I did like the idea of revisiting conversations they've had. And now, you know, she's yeah. got a different tone or something. And it would have uh, mm. just little things I'd like to see more of. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Mm. But we're quick fine. Um, I was definitely on the lookout for for Aaron thoughts. You see, so I've uh, <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. Um, completely willingly for a change. Mm. Uh, she says something about. Well, I don't know if she says something about being old or about being sixty four years old. Oh, sixty four because it took her because mm. it took the ship sixty four years to get to their planet. Right. Um, and she says, "Do I look sixty four or something?" And he yeah. goes, "Oh, you don't look sixty four years old." And then in his head, it just goes, "Blonde hair, pretty, pretty." And then he, there's a pause and he goes, please ignore that. I, I just right. like the idea that you would just have to acknowledge yeah. treacherous treacherous dog thoughts. But like, <laughs> yes, look, we all have these. It can't be helped. Yeah. I am sorry. <laughs> we just have to try and ignore them together. Yeah. And know that just because I'm thinking them doesn't mean that I'm actively yeah. giving them life. <laughs> I like the fact that when he tries to jump and grab a ledge, he imagines himself failing to do it and falling to his yes. death. That was quite really good. Like that. Yeah, that was that was inventive. That was a, a an unique and creative way of utilizing this uh, ability yes. that they all have. Which yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah. I liked when when he imagines uh, kissing Daisy Ridley, and it, and I, I was thinking yes. how ridiculous it was that they'd be kissing so early into the film. Yeah, I had a very little unless. You know, <laughs> microseconds before you hear yeah. Daisy really go, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and then the cloud sort of dissipates to reveal Tom Holland behind, and that's a good reveal. Pure shame on his face. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it's Maz or Riley who does, who, or Ridley who does this, but when the mayor gets pushed off the precipice, somebody squeals amusingly. So, <laughs> whoever it is, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> the same dude who came out. Uh, with the the goofiest smile on his face in Dragonheart, <laughs> he gets around. <laughs> when Daisy Ridley uh, tells Tom Holland her name, oh, it's Viola, by the way. Uh, yeah. Tom Holland, it just his his brain is just like rolling the word around for ages yeah. after he walks away, just going Viola, yeah. Viola, 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 yeah. Viola. Yeah. I'm Viola. I'm Viola. 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 And yeah, again, just just really charming when Tom Holland's saying it. <laughs> It'd be quite good if he'd like gradually through the process of doing that started to stray away from what her name actually was, and then the next time he has to use it, it's just not fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a really good shot when they're trying to trek through a swamp and there are mountains in the distance, and it looked very. Mm. Yeah, it looked very good, very clean Ooh, and such. Very, very Prometheus, you know, had a Ridley Scott kind of sleekness to the whole thing. Lovely. Farm Branch, just like as they were walking there, yeah. just looked, excuse me, just looked like it was nice English countryside. Ah. Um, and then you get there and realise it's southern USA. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But, ooh, I've <laughs> never been. And I, 
and I'm I'm not part of any uh, fringe group, so you know <laughs> I'd probably be accepted. They'd probably see me as uh, a little effeminate, but uh, you know. Can you fuck this chicken to death? Then you're okay with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phew. Good. Uh, lucky for me, he doesn't know the reasons I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Tom Holland's grudging emotion, Daisy Ridley reading his mum's journal. Um, it reminded me a bit of, you know, in um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when they had mm. the witch trial. Yeah. When one of the guys says something really shyly, and then like the weird, like unbidden joy on his face, like a child, like a toddler. Yeah. Um, it reminded me of that. Like he was being gruff about it because he couldn't read. <laughs> Right. And it was really reluctant to sort of share this emotion with Daisy Ridley. And then when she yeah. starts reading it, you can see this like, this joy overcoming his mm. his gruffness, like regardless of what he wants. It was really yeah. sweet. And then obviously uh-huh. all the, the, the terrible stuff happens, and that's, yeah. that's terrible. Mm. But again, hey, Tom Holland's a really good actor. Mm. Yeah, he is. He's really good. The memory Tom Holland has of his dead dog, Manchi, uh, slash back to the dog, is Manchi chasing his tail in front of him and he just keeps going around in this circle. And I, I found that pretty heartbreaking. That was really yeah. sad. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, got the hanging from a beam one. And, yeah, and then finally I, I liked the... Uh, very similar to Force, a Force Awakens moment. Tom mm. Holland like finds Manchi barking at the, the door in Far Branch and goes, oh, no, what's that boy? Daisy Ridley's in trouble? better save her and he bursts in <laughs> and the guy is already tied up yeah, yeah. and she's just like packing and ready yeah. to go yeah um she's fine <laughs> that's cool yeah that's good yeah and that's it okay. out. brilliant good stuff well that's all we've got to say about chaos walking but what about the sheer insanity that is the og team they can hear each other's thoughts <laughs> shit that's what we mean by insane whenever we say <laughs> this one was insane what i meant is that it could hear my thoughts it's an odd and upsetting peculiarity of our fan base that as soon as you become a fan of ours, a true fan, you will hear the thoughts of everyone else who's in the fan base. It's been pretty strange. It's been there's a big um, yeah. acclimatization period. Yeah, but we haven't had any complaints. And no we complaints know because as 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 established, uh, yeah, no secrets. Funneling right into uh, our brains. Starting off then with uh, the OG team at the uh, sweet sweet Patreon space. <gasps> yeah. Love it. Love those patrons. Put the post on there, and we had a couple of responses. Ooh. So, fantastic, fucking incredible patron, Mark Reed, mm. said, uh, I kind of liked it. I found the idea of memory and grief playing out in front of you a bit unsettling. Yeah. I don't know why, but I always find Daisy Ridley to just be exactly the same in everything. Uh, it never feels like she's a different character. Also, ah. I don't think in Echoes, so I really didn't see the need for it to be part of the noise. <laughs> Which is true. But, I, um, I do. It's very disturbing. <laughs> Um, no, maybe she hasn't. Cavern in that brain. Maybe she hasn't demonstrated the greatest range in her fairly few uh, projects that she's been in. But I always find her to be an endearing and fairly expressive presence yeah. in uh, the things that she's in. Yeah, I think I think that's it. The the charm sort of overrides it all. Not very um, well served in this, I would say, compared to like the sequel, you know, tr- uh, trilogy. Yeah. Um, the first two movies. The first two movies of that trilogy. Yeah, that's what it meant. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we need to come up with a new phrase for that duo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The good ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah, memory and grief playing out in front of you. Uh, yeah. Kinda, oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, unsettling, definitely. Very much so, yeah. Fucking stellar um, Adonis Matthew Antonio said Woo! that uh, that Tom Holland is a charming scamp. Oh, uh, yes. The odd couple dynamic he had with his own mind was tremendously endearing at times. 
That's yeah, true, agreed. actually. There is kind of a diet. It kind of is a trio, isn't it? The three of them traveling together. That's yeah. That is an interesting idea. I'd like to have seen that explored more fully. Yeah. He's a man. He's a treacherous uh, thought cycle. Yeah. How will they ever get on? <laughs> they pissed. They don't. That's it. Hey. Thanks, OGT. Thanks, OGT. I love you. Hey. No, I love you really. <laughs> really. They're both thoughts. Oh, oh my shit. god, my thought has a thought. <laughs> oh no, it's evolving. <laughs> shit. It's evolving to be more human. Before your brain becomes self-aware, let's um, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. I mean, I can go first. It's very, very quick. Okay. Um, I think, you know, I don't know why adaptations aren't everybody's thing, but if they are, give this a go. I, I, th- I, think, it's, uh, I think it's worth it. I think uh, it's, it's got worth. What? Oh, this! It's... Right, okay, sorry. I thought you were, gonna, you were building up the tension. Oh. This is controversial, Gangster but number I think one. this is going <laughs> to... That YA novel. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I think so. Yeah, give it a go. It, it, it doesn't wear its YA uh, roots very heavily on its sleeve. There's no, like, love triangle yeah. or, um, you know, incredibly twee mm. moments. But uh, Heavy themes. Yeah, it's... Young male and female yeah. uh, leads. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Warnings of populism. It's, yeah. it's getting there. Yeah, that's good stuff. It, it, it is that. And there are some cliched elements. But, yeah, it, it's... it's nice enough to check out um well you could watch rob reiner's classic american movie stand by me and therefore understand my reference earlier i referenced river phoenix or oh you could um you could watch dread in 3d or just regularly Mm. dread the reason i go to Mm. dread and i think i might have recommended Mm. it before but there's a particular subplot in dread which i really like which is the idea that dread has a partner with him judge anderson who is a psychic Mm. and doesn't have complete control over those Mm -hmm. powers and so sometimes reads the thoughts of people around her without realizing it or you know accidentally projects her thoughts without intending to it's yeah there's some really interesting stuff going on with her character and i like that and i feel like there's there's other stuff too of sort of bad uh people with telepathy Mm -hmm. um like people doing it badly but you know i think you've got some stuff in the x-men movies here and there but yeah i think dread handled it really well so i'd recommend that sweet yeah yeah and i think that's just about gonna do it for the one better thing the one better thing. So, how can people find out more about this crazy experiment that's still happening, apparently? Oh, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. All the footnotes, OGTPod at Twitter and Facebook. You can send um, <clears throat> peer reviews to OGTPod at gmail.com. Mm. And ultimately, if you want the real, the real down low, the real down, the word on down, the street. deep and day, down and low and down and sweet and low. Yeah. Then uh, you, can play, you can listen to us on Spotify now, if that's your thing. Oh. Uh, but the... Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, the juiciest cutlet of this uh, peer mm. review. I'm, I'm oh. re- really mixing uh, analogies <laughs> here. Uh, um, you want to get your lips around that. Yep, get the word on the cutlet. We ha- we have a Patreon, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get exclusive access to exclusive content exclusively. Yep, this, uh, all exclusive, all new, all wet. Paul exclusive, Paul wet, Paul new. Uh, you <laughs> this last week we released uh, the beginning of our new storytime saga, Tom Hanks's Perfect World, <laughs> uh, which is turning out very well. It's a, a consistent stream of lyrical nonsense, yeah, and uh, something something that rhymes with nonsense. Yep, stream and, of conscious, uh, just baffling bullshit. Love it. Yes, for all you folks, some lovely new contents. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you content with that? Um, I don't understand the question. Fair enough. We're also releasing this week a sneak peek preview to uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 5 Halloween Uncut Roar and, Roar and In Charge. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a poet. And uh, <laughs> what's what else was I going to say? Yeah, so that's going to be great. I'm fucking hating every minute of this franchise. Yay! Let me tell you that, folks at home. Oh. Um, this is going to be... This is this is going to be a fresh new take on Halloween from from Paul Goodman. <laughs> Just how anxious is he getting? Find out <laughs> on Patreon and then later in in the real space. <laughs> Thanks to Matthew Antonio, uh, mm. aforementioned fucking Adonis. Let me touch him. Uh-uh. Increasing his pledge. We <gasps> are two dollars away from D and a D and D roulette one oh, shot. Oh come on, sign up for two dollars and listen to us on. and some of our previous guests. Yeah. Get together in order to have a crazy go of D and D roulette. Crazy it's TTRPG. It's the weirdest game though. you've ever heard of, and it's going to happen to you. I know. heard about it from an American that I met on a plane, and uh, he sounded like <laughs> the best slash worst DM of all time. He punished metagaming, and uh, yeah. he gave me this crazy idea, and we've got some crazy friends and some crazy ideas, and we're not <laughs> we're not afraid to show them. Absolutely. So thanks everyone who's already pledged, and uh, mm. if two of you gave us a, a buckaroo, oh, uh, a piece, Ooh, TNT RPG madness, it would be lit. I'm Paul lit. I'm. And remember, the one good thing about finding the plit in your life and watching uh, Chaos Walking is it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. And might lead you to imagine a better film from it. (laughs) Yay. Yay.